the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's a period of time when God will take you through different things. He will take you through the valleys. He will take you through, uh, uh, you know, through the forest. He will take you through all kinds of different things in life for the purpose of growing you and I. It's not a secret. This is something that we per perpetually pursue. We change the way we think if we know it, we're digressing in our walk with Christ. Look at first, Second Peter chapter five, uh, chapter one, verses five to eight. Peter affirms this. He says, "For this very reason, make every every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love." For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the mind is important. We're thinking about ways we can progress in the faith. Thirdly, the mind of a Christian is perfectly confident in the sufficiency of grace. Okay, that's a very important point this morning. Let me say it again, a perfectly confident in the sufficiency of grace. Look again in, in uh, verses 7 to 8. Paul says, it is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart, and, and whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. I want you to underline that. Paul says, all of you are sharing this God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. That's an important word from the scriptures. Now, listen, Paul's love for the people of God is a reflection and in proportion to the grace he received. Okay? Now, that's Paul. Do you know that if you love God, you have no choice but to love God's people? You can't love God and hate God's people, right? So consistently, you will see in the Bible, th those two are connected. Who is the head of the church? Jesus. Two people know, all right? Jesus is the head. Who is the body? We are, right? That's basic. We all know that. You cannot say, I just love the head. I don't care for the body. You can't do that because the body is connected to the head. Now, we've heard that. Now, it's important for us to understand that the way we love one another is for us to be convinced of the sufficiency of God's grace alone. Okay? That is very important. You know, Paul says, I love you. Because I know you share this grace 
with me. The grace that I receive. Remember, Paul had a lot of sins. He had major sins in his life. And his love for God's people is proportional to the grace that he received. You know, Jesus thought about that. Jesus thought a great deal about people who had been forgiven much will love much. All right, that's in Luke chapter 7 and verse 47, if you're taking those. In Luke chapter 7, verse 47, Jesus said the same thing to the woman who was caught in sin and how that woman was, was bending over backwards to wash Jesus' ha hair and, and feet and wiping his feet with, with her hair and all of that stuff. And Jesus said, this woman loves much, because she's been forgiven much. Because those who have been forgiven much will love much, but those who have been forgiven little loves little. That's exactly what Paul was echoing when he said these words. There's little doubt that Paul knew what it was like to be separated from God because of his sin. You know, he was breathing out hatred for Christians. He wanted to kill them. He persecuted them until he met Jesus on the road to Damascus. From that moment on, he realized how much grace God has given him. Only the overpowering sufficiency of God's grace can transform a hardened heart like Paul's bent on murder and mayhem into someone whose love for his brother and sisters compels him to write with such affection while he was still in prison. He says, it's just right for me. Please receive this love from me. It's right for me to tell this to you since I love you with the same love that I received from Jesus. The grace that has been given to me. If you just experience the grace that I received from God, you will have the same capacity to love other people. That's what Paul was saying. Okay, He's making it very clear that every fo follower of Jesus must share in the same grace that he received. Okay, Not just those you know, who had been uh, very sinful. And that's why it's important. You know what majority of people think, even Christians, that they don't need much grace from God because they really haven't offended God that much. Okay? I mean, that's, that's, that was true for me. I was one of those people who says, I never murdered anybody. Why, 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 should, I have, why should I need the same grace as these despicable people do? That's a very dangerous way of thinking. Okay? It's very dangerous. And we, we tend to kind of move into that kind of, kind of self-righteousness that's very dangerous. I, I'm a good person. I, I had been a quality Christian. I haven't committed that much sin. I'm good. God knows I'm good. And, 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 and sometimes we kind of justify the fact that because we're, we're good, that sometimes... We think we don't need the grace of God. Now, I want you to hear me very clearly uh, this morning because wh what I'm about to say uh, might, not be, uh, might not settle with, uh, with, with some of us, okay? I mean, I, I, I understand, okay? Some of us think, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm good in the sight of God. I've been serving God. Why do I need to have the same amount of grace that a real bad person really needs. Three reasons why we all need it. Not just the really bad people, but also those of us who think that we're not that bad, okay? 
God says you need the same grace because I want to do three things in your life. Number one, to keep you humble. Okay? Not only to keep you humble, but also to keep you holy. Not only to keep you humble and holy, but to also keep you from harm. That's the reason why you need the same grace as everybody else. People who really think they needed little forgiveness will not love as much as God would require them to love. Okay? Those who think that they're good enough are in danger of being humbled by God. Let me put it that way. We get into trouble every time we think that we don't need to move on with where we are because we are at a stable place. Yeah, of course, being stable in, in our Christian life is good. But God says we need to perpetually understand that you need my grace daily because you're not immune. I'm not immune to the attacks of the enemy, to the, to the deception of the world, okay? We're not immune to any of that. So Paul says, for this reason, I want you to share in that same grace, okay? You, you and I may not admit it, but sometimes we fall into that trap of being too righteous that we don't depend on God's grace anymore. And so when, when things happen to us, what do we ask? We ask the question that a lot of pagans are asking. You know, even as Christians, we say, God, why do you allow bad things to happen to good people? Have you ever heard people ask that? There are books written about that. God, why do you allow bad things to happen to good people? That's the wrong thinking. You shouldn't be asking that. Okay? Because the, here's the reason why you should never ask that as a Christian. Because it isn't true. God doesn't allow bad things to happen to good people because there is no such thing as good people. Only God is good. Only God is good. I'm not saying you and I are not capable of doing good things. We are. I'm not saying we're not uh, capable of being decent human beings, and we are. But that doesn't make us good. Only the goodness of God can qualify for our goodness. And so he did send Jesus to put Jesus' righteousness on our account. So if, if we cannot be 100% like Jesus, we're going to need the grace of God daily. Okay? Unless you won't get tempted anymore. Unless you won't lie anymore. Unless you won't get angry anymore. You need the grace of God. That's what kind of thinking we need to develop. We don't think in terms of, why God? Because we already know God is good. So we never ask the why question. We, what we need is not our own way of being good. We need God's grace. When your boss calls you and says, can you come to my office? Oh, by the way, bring your car keys. I'm going to lay you off. Have you been to those car key meetings? I've been to many of them in my whole career. Okay, in this valley, listen to me. If you work in this valley, this is the worst kept secret you're going to get laid off at some point. But when you do get laid off, you don't say to God, God, I've been serving you 
God, I've been good. Why do you allow this thing to happen? That's the wrong way to think. This is what you do when your boss calls you and lays you off. God, I need more grace. God, I need. When the doctor calls you and says, you have cancer. You have one year to live. Just don't look at God and say, God, why? I've been serving you. I'm a good Christian. Why do you allow this to happen to me? No, you don't say that. You say, God, I need your grace now, and I need it to be sufficient. Amen? Because that's not, we don't think as the world. We think on the basis of what we already know. And this is what we already know, okay? That God is good all the time. And it has nothing to do with what we're going through. God doesn't make himself ungood. Is that a word? This is about forgiveness. Forgive me. But God could never be not good. And only a spirit-filled, spirit-driven mind will acknowledge that. Okay? How many of you know God is good? When? All the time. Maybe you're struggling with something. Maybe it's a habit. We have a lot of pink elephants in the room. You know, we as Christians, especially Christian men, right? We have a lot of struggles deep within. Okay? You know what you need to do? You need to cry out to God. As I cry out to God, God, you're good. I need more grace. Amen. No? That's a good name, isn't it? Grace is a good word. Paul understood this firsthand. You know 2 Corinthians 12, 9, right? Paul says, God, I have this thorn on my side. I've been str struggling for years with this. I've been serving you faithfully. Please remove this thorn in my life. And look at what God said to Paul. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That's a good word. That gives me hope because there's nothing that I could ever struggle with in this life that the grace of God will not be sufficient to meet. Am I talking to perfect people this morning? Of course not. Some of you think you're perfect, but there's no such thing, okay? I'm not saying you're bad people. I'm not saying you're sinning 24-7. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm simply saying God wants to keep us humble. He wants to keep us holy, and He wants to keep us from harm. So we need to rely on the grace of God. Finally, there's one final point. The Christian mind that is transformed by God pursues completeness in seeking God's glory. Serving Him, serving God by seeking God's glory. Okay? Look at the final verse, verses 9, verses 9 to 11. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. I want you to underline that. Abounding in knowledge and depth of insight. That happens in the mind. Okay? So that you may be able to what? Discern. Discernment 
happens in the mind. Okay? So that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. The day of Christ that the Bible mentions is every Christian's hope. It's every one of us in this room. If you're a follower of Jesus, the day of Christ is always in your mind. Okay? You're always thinking about heaven. You know, I get a lot of, lot of trouble from a lot of people when I preach about that. Because our mind is set in heaven. You know, you're, you're so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good, they tell us. If you're a follower of Jesus, you are preoccupied in your mind of thinking about eternity. You got eternity in your mind. Your mind is above. You know what? That's what the Bible teaches. Jesus even says, do not store for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroys. But you need to turn your eyes on things above when the, where the glory of God resides. Paul says this in Colossians, your life is hidden in Christ. Therefore, do not look at the things that are happening right here, but look at the things that are going on above. Put your eyes, put your focus, put your mind on the things of God because that's where completeness happens. Amen? Did you know that you, will you and I will never be complete while we are here on earth? We're not going to be complete. That's why Paul says, you know, he that began a good work in you will be able to complete it in the future. We're not complete here. Trust me, okay? You and I can get sick while we're still here on earth, okay? <laughs> Testimony uh, verified that. Somebody got sick, everybody got sick, right? There will, be, there will be all of these issues because God says your completeness is when you see Christ face to face. When one day, when he will restore and make everything new about your life. That's what's called the day of Christ. That's when we find ultimate completeness of being. We don't set our eyes on the things here on earth. We don't store up things here on earth. Rather, we fix our eyes on things above where Christ is seated in all of his glory. We're not called to find completeness here and now that person you married that's an incomplete person so don't demand completeness you know i hear a lot of these lovers chit chat you complete me <laughs> you hear you you you, you complete me complete what complete you're both incomplete that's not true but that's the, how the world wants you to think. That's how we're told to think when we see somebody. You complete me. We sing all of these love songs together. Professing complete love. Endless love. Three weeks later singing, what do you get when you fall in love? A guy with a pin to burst your bubble? But that's what you get for all your trouble. So I'll never fall in love again. Isn't that right? That's true. Why? Because we're looking for completeness from each other and for ourselves right here on earth. 
God says, your completeness is when you are in front of me on my throne of glory. That's when you're going to be complete. Well, pastor, if, I, if we cannot find completeness while we are here on earth, then what should we be focusing on in the meantime? If I can be complete here, what should I be focusing in the meantime? Paul said it in the verse, if you caught it. It says, your preoccupation, your mind should be increasing in your knowledge and depth of insight so you can discern what's going on here on earth while you're living in it. When we do that, loved ones, these are the things that we will find happening here on earth. This is what we pursue. Not completeness, but number one, contentment. We're not complete here on earth, but we can find contentment. You can be content in your marriage. You can be content in your job. You can be content in your look. You don't have to be jealous about nobody. You can be content with your talent because you are increasing in knowledge and depth of insight. All right? What else? Courage. You're not complete. I'm not complete here on earth, but I can have courage. Amen? How many of you the Holy Spirit gives you courage? Need courage in this world. What? To stand for truth. Because people don't love the truth these days. What else do you need? Confidence. You may not be complete. I may not be complete, complete but I can have confidence. Confidence in what? Not in what? In who? In what God is doing. So I can sleep better at night. Confidence that God's grace is sufficient. God loves you. And thirdly, comfort. Comfort. What is the most comforting thing a Christian can think about? What is the most comforting thing that you and I can think about? There's only one thing that will give you lasting comfort, and that is to think this way. Just convince yourself. Just think in your mind that everything in this world is temporary. When you are convinced that everything in this world is temporary, you will be comforted. Okay? Just in time when I can wear a medium-sized coat, my back started aching. Just in time when I think that I, I'm, 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 I'm good with one thing, this thing happens. What does it tell us? It tells us that everything is temporary. Beauty is temporary, amen? Oh, we try to prolong it. Trust me. It's temporary. All the heartaches you have, they're all temporary. Because completeness doesn't happen on earth. It happens in heaven. But in the meantime, the Spirit of God is good. He gives us contentment, courage, confidence, and comfort. And for that, we can rejoice. These are the things that we need in this life, here on earth, to be able to live victoriously. We don't need this in heaven. We don't need confidence in heaven. We don't need contentment in heaven. We don't need courage in heaven. We don't need comfort in heaven. Because heaven is complete. Everything is there. When you go on vacation in some places, you pay for everything. You pay for the hotel. You pay for the food. You pay for, you know, somebody to carry your bags. You pay for the beach. You pay for everything. Until you go to Mexico. Mexico is all inclusive. Good price is all inclusive. Food's 
included, hotel is included, transportation is included, the beach is included. That's gonna be it's gonna be what heaven is like. All right. You don't need any of these other things because completeness happens in heaven. Our job here is to set our minds on growing in the knowledge of Christ and deepening our insight so we can fulfill God's call and purpose for our lives. 1 Corinthians 15.58 says, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm, let nothing move you, always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And Father, we pray that you will so transform our minds by the power of your Spirit so that we may know your overwhelming power to make, us through this li to make it through this life no matter what. We pray that our thinking might be focused on the good news of your saving love, on the importance of growing in, the, in our walk with you and on relying on the sufficiency of your grace until we find ultimate completeness when we see you face to face in eternity. Amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.